Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Thurio. So if you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Um, this is after further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. Um, the mirrors in the building, live and direct. Um, you know what it is tonight, man. We're gonna um, give our reflections and remembrances, and um, have you know a good conversation about Kobe Bryant. Um, he was um, unfortunately taken from us, him and his daughter Gianna, and seven other people. Um, in a helicopter crash on Sunday morning in California. Um, we're going to start the show off with a 24-second uh, moment of silence for Kobe Bryant. This is After Further Review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We we back in the building, man. Um, I had to do that. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to uh, express how you feel because um, a, a lot of a lot of emotions go through you at the you know at the same time. Um, you don't know which one is the most prevalent one. You know, first you know it's 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 you know disbelief. Then it's, you know, profound sadness. Then it's kind of like, you know, you go through, you know, the memories and things of that nature. And, you know, stunned, people still walking around here stunned that, you know, this this, this um, tragedy is taking place, is unfolding. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, and grind this microphone and pretend that I was the biggest Kobe Bryant fan in the world because I wasn't. And the reason why is because he used to kill the Knicks, you know. 
And um, I had um, gigantic respect and still do for, you know, what he brought to the game of basketball and just life in general. You know, Kobe was a renaissance man. You know, he did it, he did it all. You know, besides playing basketball, he, you know, dabbled in the music a little bit. Um, you know, he got his acting thing on. Um, he was already international. Um, and it was it was just um, a, a big loss. And we're all just kind of like somber now, you know, um, in, in, in having to reflect on Kobe Bryant not being here, talking about Kobe Bryant in the past tense. Um, it was so much that, I guess he was going to do, I guess, in his life after basketball. Um, and and he didn't get a chance to really do that, but I think he did it, everything he could do and everything he needed to do to leave his mark. Um, I'm a big believer in fate, man. We're going to get into that, you know, later on in the show. I'm a big believer in fate. And it just seems as if, um, you know, he, he – was taken away or he, he, he got his wings, man, at, at precisely the right time. And I'm going to explain that and go into that a little bit more as we get into the show. We're here, man, live and direct, 8 to 10 p.m., 954-246-0398. If you want to call in and leave a reflection, um, a memory, you know, and um, I think that sometimes you need to kind of like have a place to go to talk when when situations like this occur. And um, I was doing um, my uh, show, um, No Knockoffs Radio. I was doing No Knockoffs Radio over the weekend, a Sunday, actually. And, um, you know, I, I really didn't want to do too much talking. Because, you know, Kobe Bryant was, you know, the, the, the younger generation's guy. He was the younger He was their Jordan, you know. Because me, myself, you know, I saw Dr. J and... Larry Bird and, and, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, you know, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, Patrick Ewing, those guys, you know, we, I saw all those guys. And, you know, I, I wanted to hear what the youngsters thought, you know, and it's funny even me saying youngsters because I don't feel like I'm an older guy, but I am, oh, I'm, I'm older. But I just wanted to, you know, get their reflections and, and, and see what they thought because I think this is their first time ever really losing someone um, who they grew up watching. You know, I grew up watching, you know, the Michael Jacksons and the Princes of the World and, you know, the Whitney Houstons. And when they were taken away from us, man, it was just, you know, it stunned you, you know, because they're basically in the prime of their lives. And Kobe was definitely in the prime of his life, man. You know, he was, you know, you know, a family man, um, definitely loved his daughters, loved his wife. Um, and I, I don't know that that part of Kobe, so I can't even speak to it. But what I can speak to is, you know, um, what he bought on the basketball court from day one, you know. And um, I just thought I don't want it to be like a sad situation. We're just going to reminisce, man, and have some fun and chop it up because that's what we do on the show. But uh, I want you to, you know, um, call in, man. And, and, I mean, we're just giving you a chance. You know, a lot of people, you know, you know want to express how they feel. We're giving you a chance to do that right now um, tonight till 10 o'clock. Um, and I think that, um, what happens is, you know, people kind of get a loss of words because the first, the initial shock, you know, cause when I, when I'm sitting in the crib, actually, I'm sitting at home, 
I'm you know, working on this article. Actually, I was writing some rhymes. And um, my man Mike from uh, ESPN, he called me. He called me and, and asked me, he said, yo, you, you hear anything about Kobe Bryant? I was like, nah. Nah, I didn't hear nothing. So I go on Twitter or whatever, and I see um, TMZ, the report of TMZ. I'm like, oh, man. That's the first, that was the first reaction that I had. I kind of like had to, to, to exhale and take a breath. Like, oh, man, you got to be kidding me. And I, you know, turned the TV, television to, you know, NBA TV. They didn't say anything. I put it on ESPN. They didn't say anything. So I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? Because, you know, this is the, this is the era of fake news, quote unquote. And me, I'm, I'm, I'm like some, something like this, this is supposed to be instantaneous. And I kind of let it marinate for a minute. I didn't hear anything. I kept turning CNN, nothing. You know, CNBC, nothing. All the, you know, the channels that have the information, nothing. So I kind of like, okay, where are we at? Then I saw a um, news report, um, and that's when I was like, oh, snap, for real? And then that's when it kind of hit me. And um, I, I, I made a couple of calls. Then all of a sudden my phone started blowing up. Everybody was calling me. I was hearing from people that I haven't heard from in, in a minute. Um, and I was like, wow, man, this, this can't be right. This can't be right. And, you know, the more that time went by, now the more, more information is being disseminated. Good, bad, and indifferent. And ugly. All right? You got everything from, you know, Kobe Bryant his four daughters, uh, Rick Fox, you know, all types of nonsense. And that's where... Um, the media, and we're part of the media, but we're not part of that part of the media, where they're in a rush to be first. They're not in a rush to, 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 to be truthful and be factual and be right and exact. They're just in a rush to be first to get the information out there, even no matter how false it may be. And these are the big news outlets, ABC, CNN, all these people. They're making these, these egregious mistakes in regards to a tragedy. And it just speaks to the, the nonsense factor and the, you know, the, the want to over-dramatize things. And then you have to kind of like reel it in a little bit and, and get back to reality. And so as, you know, information was, you know, being, being leaked out, because we was only getting to you know the part about it was five people on the on the helicopter and things of that nature. Now it's nine. So now I guess as more information was being um, processed and dealt with, then it was being you know kind of shared with everyone. So um, you know, still up to the fact that Kobe Bryant, man, Kobe being Bryant, that dude, like he's gone and. Um, what makes it really, really ironic, um, is that the night before Saturday night, Kobe was in Philly watching LeBron James pass him for all time score in NBA history. And, um, to me that, that, you know, I'm a believer, like I said, I'm a believer in fate, man. I'm a, I'm a believer in, you know, everything happens for a, a particular reason. And, um, you know, Kobe's, you know, originally from, you know, he's from Philly. He's a Philly dude. So he's in his hometown 
watching, you know, LeBron James passing as the all-time scorer in the NBA. And, you know, just a whole bunch of, you know, things just to fall into place. And maybe it was, so, it was, it was meant to happen, that Kobe was there to watch him, and that was it. You know, um, he was in Cali. You know, by the time LeBron got the news about Kobe, um, you know, passing away, he was still in Philly. They were getting ready to get on a plane to head back out to L.A. And, you know, I, I just, you know, it, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's really, really crazy now that, you know, everybody's had a chance to kind of process it and, and um, deal with, you know, what happened. Um, I was watching last night Kobe's, you know, uh, last game. We scored 61 against Utah. Um, when he left the game, it was 4.1 seconds left on the clock. I'm going to say that again. When Kobe left the game, his last game against the Utah Jazz, uh, he scored 61 points. It was 4.1 seconds left on the clock. And um, Kobe left us at 41 years old. Um, what do you say, man? You know, life is, you know, life is, is, is very, very, um, it's fleeting. Um, it's precious. All of those words, man. And, and people sometimes treat life like it's a game and life is not a game, man. You, you, you have these trivial beefs. Yes. If that's what you want to call it, disagreements with people and, you know, outside of people that you don't know people that you do know, family, blood, you know, and you kind of have to have the wherewithal and be the bigger person and say, you know what, yo, um, whatever the, 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 the problem is, it's really not bigger than our relationship as family, you know, and I even have to take my own advice, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, man, you know, somebody might say something that you don't like or you don't agree with, and you're going to hold on to that. And holding on to it does nothing. It 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 it, it festers. Um, it, it 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 infects you. Um, so I think that you know we've always had examples of you know you know people passing away, and you got to hold you know be be right with yourself, be right with your loved ones, and stuff like that. But I think that um, this one it, it, it hurts, man. That's all I kept saying. This one it hurts. It hurts. And, I, and again, I'm, like I said, I'm removed from it because I'm an older dude. Younger people, younger generation had to say um, about Kobe because they would tell you with no, you know, no hesitation that Kobe was their dude. You know, we're not talking, you know, forget about Jordan, forget about all those dudes. Kobe was the man. And he proved that. Um, you know, we're going to get into, you know, his career and, 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 and all of that stuff later on. Cause we're here till 10 o'clock, man. So if you want to call in and leave a vibe, man, you're more than welcome to, um, if you just want to hang out and listen, we're going to get into it tonight. Good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to definitely get into everything, you know, cause nobody was perfect. Kobe wasn't perfect, but again, at the end of the day, um, he, he, he's not here. And I think that's the most important part. And, um, you know, um, Bob, you know, my man, uh, Bob James is in the building producing me tonight. Uh, Bob, you have anything that you want to add on to in regards to uh, Kobe Bryant? Yeah, the fact that, uh, you know, while watching the NFL Pro Bowl, I get the news, and then I get 
my phone lighting up primarily on Facebook with everyone just sending me news links uh, of breaking news that Kobe was uh, that was killed was killed in an, you know in a helicopter accident and it was just wow I mean you know you just can't you can't fathom it because Kobe last time he was talked about was was really and talked about in a big way was saying was by people saying he's the guy that should take over for Magic Johnson as the president to the uh, L.A. Lakers, you know because because he had the one thing that Magic really didn't have, which was the administrative brains to to turn that thing around and has the uh, you know it has the brains in basketball to really find the way to get things done which was the one thing magic really did not have and what a lot of pe- when people talk about the best all-time laker that's why they bring up Kobe Kobe was Kobe was more the brains that Magic Johnson wasn't in that for that Lakers franchise yeah he you could say Magic was better than anyone else but he did not he did not be Kobe by any stretch of the imagination and that's what I remember and I referred to him and I didn't do this on air when I did my own thing, but I referred to him as as the Lakers' new hope because this is a guy who could have gone behind the scenes for the Lakers, you know, after his on-court retirement, and I think really could have been the administrator the Lakers really needed to turn the team around from the mess that they had at the, at that time and really still kind of have a mess today but that's not important right now that's not what this is about so 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 for me it just shocked me it just shocked me a guy his death is very untimely and and comes as a shock to everyone even NFL players were talking about this during the pro bowl i mean it's just it's just you know, and I, from what I heard, I believe it was announced even before the first quarter even started. I'm not I'm not sure where it was said there, but the news was breaking when the Pro Bowl was starting, so it had a profound imp- impact, no matter what people want to say. And sad that his daughter, sad that he you know, he's not going to see. His child that uh, his wife is pregnant with. I hope that baby is going to be born, and I hope that baby is going to be healthy. And just wow. I mean, I'm 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 still at a loss for words myself because, you know, he was with his daughter, with his daughter going to a, a sporting event with her daughter, her friend, and her friend's uh, parents. I believe were in there too, and just. How, how do you talk about something like that that was just just going to be a nice day for a fam for two families that had to turn that tragic and that's that's what I'll say about that I mean I'm not going to jump too much more into it other than that and just say that Kobe is going to be missed and I think I think Kobe it would I think Kobe would have loved to have been around the NBA for for another 20 years as an administrator, as a boss 
that's all I'll say there. I I don't know how you felt where that went with him, but that's how I felt it would have been with him. Um, I think that um, I think eventually it would have went in that direction, but I think that you know he wanted to you know enjoy his family because again he had been away from his family you know twenty years with the Lakers. And I think that eventually, you know, he was going to have a space. Whenever he decided that he wanted to get into the administrative side of things, um, he was always going to be connected with the Lakers. But I think as far as, you know, wanting to go back to to, to, to focusing on, you know, getting the Lakers better, that would have came down the line. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's just hard, man. You know, respect to his parents, man, Joe Jellybean, Bryant, his mom's. You know, but I, I I would be remiss if I didn't the um the uh, uh other people that were on the flight because I think sometimes um you know we get caught up in you know man wow Kobe passed away his daughter passed away with him but there were other people on the flight and to me and this is just me it seemed like it was turning into some kind of you know yeah we're over here too I get that you know we understand that. But, you know, that's what you have your your family for. We're mourning Kobe, you know, and, and, and people are saying, well, you didn't really know, you know, Kobe like that. You No, I didn't. But Kobe was in my house every night on, on a television screen. Kobe was on the, on, on the computer. We had conversations about Kobe. And let me say this as a side to all of those people, because I, I, I'm really not for the nonsense. For all those people... And you know who you are that want to say, well, you didn't know Kobe. And no, nah, I didn't. But I don't know your grandmother either. And you keep, and you come at me with those GoFundMes. So knock it off. Now I said that, I got that off my chest. Um, Kobe Bryant was, uh, I don't know if, we, if prodigy is the right word, you know, coming out of, um, Lower Marion High School in Philadelphia, you know, first he was, you know, before that, you know, even before that, man, you know, he had the, he had the savoir faire, you know what I mean? Being, you know, um, you know, raised, you know, overseas and, 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 and with his, with his family and stuff like that. So he was speaking different languages. He, he knew how to conduct himself and he knew how to carry himself and things of that nature. So, um, on June 26, 1996, um, coming straight out of high school, Kobe was selected 13th overall by the Charlotte Hornets. And this didn't jive right with people. But no, no disrespect to what they had going on, no disrespect to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, but I think that Kobe was, was, was meant to be in a bigger situation. All right? um, the Hornets didn't you know, immediately trade into the Lakers for Vadi Divots. I think um, without that moment right there, um, all the other moments would have never happened, you know? Um, and I think that Kobe would have been an all-time great no matter where he played. And I think the combination of his drive, his work ethic, people are just starting to understand that now since he's gone. They, they witnessed it, but I think they're just starting to understand it. Um, but I think that, um, doing it with the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, one of the most story franchises in all the sports is just, is, is this type different. It's different. 
we I think we re, we would be talking about Kobe as an all time great, but it wouldn't be as pronounced if you understand what I mean because he was playing with the Lakers, you know, you know when when you know the Lakers run the gamut, you know, um, Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, you know what I mean, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, you know, even you know. The, the the Michael Coopers of the world and, and Byron Scott and those dudes, you know. Um, I just think that him being a Laker made and is gonna make him that even more iconic after you know, now that he's no longer with us. Um, you know, when you when you talk about the things that, that Kobe dealt with and had to deal with, um, again, you know, the 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 the, the, the um, being from Philly, you know, his pops, Joe Jelly being Bryant, played for the Sixers, you know. Um, I, I just I just think that what the Sixers could have done in 1996 is, is, is really created a really great, great story because the Sixers had the number one pick in 1996, okay? The Sixers took Allen Iverson with the top pick. Right. Um, remember, if you remember, the Grizzlies took Marcus Camby. Remember, the um, Milwaukee Bucks and the Minnesota Timberwolves had traded Stephon Marbury and Ray Allen. Okay, and the Celtics went with Antoine Walker. Um, again, Kobe Bryant didn't get picked until number thirteen. All right. Um, trade. You know, he was traded to the Lakers after he got drafted by Charlotte. All right. Then the Lakers after that. Not too long after that, signed Shaquille O'Neal to put him up with Kobe Bryant, and the rest is history. Um, people tend to forget to, before before we go on here. People got to remember too that that Shaq was uh, for for a long time there was a mag- Orlando Magic. Right, and so they signed him from, and Shaq was with Kenny Hardaway. And they were, you know, um, you know, um, going to be that number one, two combination. Um, take you to May 12th, 1997. Um, game five at Western Conference semifinals, the Lakers at the Jazz. Kobe's 18 years old. He's a rookie. Um, at the time, he's the youngest player ever to start an NBA game. And if you remember, the ball was in his hands. The score was tied 89, and the final 10 seconds of regulation was ticking down. Um, he gets to his spot at the elbow and throws up an air ball. Um, 18 years old, having a ball in your hands in the closing seconds of an NBA playoff game, you know, it happens. It won't happen again. Except this time, it did happen again. Um, Kobe threw up three more air balls in overtime of the same game. And, um, you know, people like to bring that up that, you know, a player with that much talent and that much confidence to Kobe Bryant could ever shoot for, you know, four air balls in five minutes for the happen on the biggest stage of all. And I think that that kind of, you know, um, created the monster that Kobe Bryant uh, ultimately turned out to be. Because I think if it was a lesser person that didn't have that intestinal fortitude, um, 
they wouldn't even have the guts to put up another shot after the first air ball, let alone the third and the fourth. Um, you know, they would have, you know, gave it away to somebody else. They would have ran away from the spotlight. But I think Kobe ran to the spotlight. And, um, you know, Kobe believed that he was the best basketball player on any floor that he stepped on, you know. Um, he believed that even when he wasn't the best player on the floor. And I think that, you know, that, you know, unwavering belief in himself served as served as foundation of his team success and individual success over the next 20 years. And um, I think that that five minute, you know, that five minutes right there um, served as the impetus for Kobe Bryant to be the guy that we remember today, 20 years later, 20 plus years later. Um, let's go to June 3rd, 2000. Um, it was Kobe's fourth season in the league. Phil Jackson had just got to the Lakers as a coach. Um, it was, you know, the Lakers are trailing Portland Trailblazers by 14 going into the fourth quarter. It was game seven of the Western Conference Finals. And the Lakers came back. With 55 seconds left, they had a four-point lead and the ball. Um, there was still time for Portland to get two more possessions, but they had to get a stop on this particular possession. Kobe wouldn't let that happen. He, you know, shook Scottie Pippen at the top of the key, got into the lane, and he threw a high-arcing pinpoint alley-oop to Shaquille O'Neal for, I think, the most iconic play of his career, or certainly the most iconic assist of his career. Because if you remember, you know, Shaq was pointing to the crowd and things of that nature, um, and, and Kobe went on to win the first of his five championships a few weeks later, um, defeating the Indiana Pacers four games to two in the NBA Finals. All right. Um, going to January 22nd, 2006. Um, and I know if you're a Laker fan, you know what, that, what date that is. Um, it was an 81-point game. It came against Toronto, and it was the second-highest single-game output in NBA history trailing only Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game in 1962. Um, to get to 81, Kobe shot over 60% from the field. Yeah, he took 46 shots. He made 28 of them. And he was 90% from the free throw line, 18 for 20. So, um, again, I think that people talking about Kobe gunned his way to 81 points, that's not, that's not it at all. He worked his way to that. Um, the the next highest scoring Laker in that game was Swish Parker. He only had 13. All right. Um, the Toronto starters only scored 68 points combined. The starters. All right. Kobe scored 26 points in the first half. Um, meaning that he dropped 55 in the, in, in the last two quarters. And remember back in 2006, NBA basketball was not being played at the same pace as it is today. And I think that, um, you know, that, that is something that really kind of, you know, seals the deal, puts the, the icing on the cake, uh, the bow on the package in regards to Kobe, you know, 81 points. 
Um, I think there were other, you know, um, huge scoring nights for Kobe. In 2005, he had 62 against the Mavericks in three quarters. Yeah, man. In 2009, he had 61 against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, which at the time was the highest uh, single-game output ever for a visiting player. Kobe had six 60-point games during his career. He scored 50 or more points 26 times and 40 or more 134 times. I'm going to repeat that. 40 points or more, Kobe Bryant scored 134 times. But the 81-point game, if you talk about, you know, iconic situations and you talk about Kobe in that manner, um, I think that is um, the game that would, you know, stick out and, and be the most um, talked about during his, you know, in, in, his, in his career, the 81-point game. Um, this is after further review, 2.0, 2.0 for the 2020 season. We're going to take a pause here because we come back. We're going to go through some more of um, Kobe Bryant's um, iconic moments. And um, hopefully we get to chop it up with y'all. All right? This is after further review, 2.0, 2.0. It's all about Kobe tonight. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com.
Ski's Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Ski's, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Ski's Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
case, this is uh, after further review 2.0, 2.0, also known as the sideline pass. Um, tonight we, you know, paying respect, remembering Kobe Bryant, and it sounds crazy to even be saying that, remembering Kobe Bryant, like remembering Kobe Bryant, like you know what I mean? I, I it's just, it's, it's really, it's hard, man, and 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 um. We just, you know, reflecting on, you know, life and times and things of that nature and hoping that, um, you know, brings a little solace to, um, you know, what we do, our, you know, our lives, man, because a, a big part of our lives was taken away from us, snatched away from us. And um, if you want to, you know, call in and, you know, reflect on it and give your thoughts, man, you're more than welcome to um, 954-246-0398. Or, you know, me, you know how I give it up. I can, you know, do it badolo. You know what I mean? Um, don't ask me to support what you're doing if you can't support what I'm doing. Period. Period. As simple as that. And I'm not going to get into no ballistics of it or nothing like that. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, I support a lot of people and things that they do. But um, it's not even about that right now. Um, I mean, you know, if you lost this guy during his career, during his career, you would have seen the modern. You would have seen the modern, and and uh, sports version of a, the death of James Dean. If we, if you would have lost him ten years earlier, so be grateful you got to see a great career, no matter what. It still stinks that we lost him, and it's and you know because there was so much more you could have seen come out of him. You know, behind the scene, behind the scenes, off the court, but you know, unfortunately, I just like I said, I don't think we're going to see it. So that's what this is about. If he, we lost him during his career, it would have been like James Dean's death. You know, when he died at such a young age, at, you know, you know, at the zenith of his career. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember James Dean like that, but um, I, I get it. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's just funny, man, how, you know, you can be um, a person that, you know, is kind of like um, an icon in what you do, be it sports, be it acting, be it entertainment, be it school teacher, policeman, fireman, any walk of life, man. You know what I mean? You mean something to somebody and to a group of people. And when you get taken away, it kind of, you know, not kind of, but it does. It hurts, man. So, um, you know, when 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 people say um, you didn't know, nah, I didn't know personally. I don't want to. I don't want to know none of you personally. You know what I mean? Because again, then that adds on to a. You know, you might look at them differently. So, um, I I just enjoyed the the public personas. You know what I mean? And and, and what he you know joy that you know and and anger. You know what I'm saying? That he brought to um, my life. Um, and I think that I have to respect him, you know, and, and his work ethic. I think that was the, you know, that's the main thing. You know, nobody worked hard. And the stories you hear about um, Kobe and, and, and how he put the work in, I think that should be an inspiration to um, a lot of people, no matter what field of of, of work that you're in or expertise, I think you should always give your all. And, um, you know, and, and I think that's what Kobe bought, and that's his legacy, that, you know, you should always put your all into whatever it is you do. 
You know, if you're baking a cake, put your all into it. You know what I mean? If you, whatever you're doing, um, work hard at it. Always want to be better and always strive to be great. So I think that that's his, you know, that's the legacy that he, you know, um, is leaving. Um, back to some, mom- some, some moments, some basketball moments of Kobe Bryant. Um, April 30th, 2006. Um, if you remember um, that season, um, 2005-2006 season, Kobe Bryant averaged 35.4 points a game. All right, for the first of his two of his back-to-back scoring titles, um, he had to score like that because the Lakers weren't really a great team at that point. Um, they had Lamar Odom, who averaged you know less than 15 points a game. Um, they had Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, Chris Mims. You know, um, those guys led the team in minutes. Um, that team won 45 games. They had a number seven seed in the Western Conference. They went into a first-round matchup with the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Lakers led the series two games to one going into game four, which went to overtime after Kobe, you know, made a, a, a teardrop from almost underneath the backboard to tie the game at the end of regulation. And... Um, you know, then in overtime he, he he did he did he did his Kobe thing. You know, um, and, and when you when you go back and think about you know just wanting it more, you know I I think Phoenix, you know going into the second seed in the West, you know they were playing a seventh seed. This was supposed to be a walk in the park for them, but um, you know Kobe Bryant you know made sure that it wasn't going to be that way. Even though, you know, they got up to a 3-1 lead in the series, the Suns came back to win the series. But nobody really remembers that. Everybody just remembers what Kobe did in, in that overtime game in game four. Um, let's go to March 16th to March 23rd, 2007. The Lakers had lost seven straight games. Um Kobe went on a scoring rampage over that week's period. He had 50 points in four straight games to join Wilt Chamberlain as the only player in NBA history to ever do that. It started off with a 65-point game against Portland. He had 24 points in the fourth quarter of that game. Two days later, Kobe had 50 points against the Timberwolves. Then he had 60 points against the Grizzlies. And they had 50 points against Charlotte. The Lakers won all four of those games. Um, Kobe shot 54% from the field over that four-game period. He saw his 50-point streak end when he had 43 and went over Golden State. Um, anytime a scoring streak ends with 43 points and it puts you in the company of Will Chamberlain, you've done something you know, really iconic and really great. August 24th, 2008. Um, After the Dream Team won gold in 1992, um, the precedent had been set that the United States would now be, you know, um, composing teams of, you know, top-line NBA players. Um, Team USA won the Olympics in 1996 and 2000. But I think that by then, the luster of representing the country wore off for a lot of top American players. Um, the best players started sitting out. Um, Team USA, if you remember, 
They lost at the 2004 Olympics. They lost to Puerto Rico, um, Lithuania, and Argentina. And they had to settle for a bronze medal. And in 2006, they lost to Greece in the FIBA World Cup semifinals and wound up with a bronze medal again. So um, the best players in the world said, we're not going out like that no more. All right? And if you remember that, that team, it was called the Redeem Team. You had Kobe Bryant. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, and Jason Kidd. 2008 Beijing Olympics. Um, they played against Spain in the gold medal game. And it was a, you know, a close game. Eight minutes left. It was a two-point game. And I think that's when Kobe took over. He had 13 points in the final eight minutes. Um, and the United States won the gold. And I think that, you know, that kind of, that, 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 you know, game, particular game, it just showed that, you know, Kobe wasn't going to, you know, take no for an answer. He wasn't going to take losing for an answer, especially, you know, um, at this point when you're representing your country. And, um, you know, he did what he had to do, man, and, and made it happen. And I think that, you know, he, you know, on multiple occasions, he referenced that that game and that victory as one of the most significant of his career. And, um, you know, and if, if you're rocking with me right now, you're seeing that, you know, he's going through all the, all the motions, you know, league scorer, leading scorer, great playoff moments, not so great playoff moments, which is cool. It happens. You've got to crawl before you walk. And um, I think that, again, if he never experienced those four air balls in, 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 in Utah, Maybe it wouldn't have, you know, gave him the impetus or put the battery in his back to work as hard as he did to make his career as great as it was. You know, it's killing me to be talking about Kobe in the past tense. It's killing me. But it just is what it is. It's a fact of life, but we got to push on. Um, <clears throat> April 12, 2013. Um, you tell your Achilles in your 17th season when you've already been in a kind of slow decline and you're on a team with little chance of competing for championships in the, in the, in the future. But I think that in the immediate, that moment, Kobe showed that the injury wasn't going to get the best of him. You know, um, if you remember, you know, Kobe had the ball, he was dribbling and, you know, he fell and um, the Lakers called timeout, and probably every other player in the world would have gone straight to the locker room, but not Kobe Bryant. And I think that it was a matter of pure pride. You know, he limped back onto the court and made two free throws. Then, you know, he limped back off the court under his own power, not wanting anyone to help him. Um, I think that if you want to talk about tough, that was a moment when, you know, we saw him, you know, physically not supposed to be able to, 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 to carry on. A torn Achilles is a torn Achilles regardless. But I think that um, he, he showed that, he, you know, he was re refused to be beaten by anything, even his own body, you know. And I think that was, you know, one of the you know, great moments in his career. And I don't really know too many players that could have, you know, torn Achilles and going and shot 
two free throws and made both of them. So that you know that speaks to to the mental toughness, the the physical toughness, and you know what it, you know what it took for him and what he wanted to show as being a great player. Um, December fourteenth, two thousand and fourteen. Um, I think you know Kobe Bryant wanted to um, pursue you know Michael Jordan, who had six championships. And I think even more than that, people, you know, universally recognize Jordan as the greatest basketball player of all time. I think that, you know, Kobe modeled his game after Jordan, you know, and, you know, Kobe is basically the closest thing to Jordan that anyone's ever seen or anyone ever will see. Okay. Um, Kobe had five rings. Jordan had six. Um, But I think for him to pass Jordan, the third on the all-time scoring list was monumental, you know, even if it didn't happen in a spectacular way. All right. Um, April 13th, 2016, um, Kobe 60 points against the Utah Jazz, you know, in his final game. He took 50 shots to get there, but that's okay. Um, 37 years old, the Lakers, you know, you know, willing them to, to come from behind. Um, he outscored the entire Jazz team in the fourth quarter, and then he really got hot down the stretch. Over the final two minutes, Kobe scored 13 unanswered points, um, each basket being, you know, more difficult than the last. Um, and I think in honoring Kobe as one of the greatest, um, most single-minded scorers to ever play. The Lakers won the game, which is ultimately what Kobe played for. Um, winning was everything, and that's how, you know, Kobe went out. And like I said at the top of the show, when Kobe did go out of that game, it was 4.1 seconds left on the clock. Um, how ironic is that? Um, yeah, man, and, and, and I think that, you know, the other, you know, the other things that went on in his life, the situation in Colorado – you know, if you're going to talk about, you know, the good, you know, you got to talk about the, the hiccups and the potholes. Um, he was, you know, in a situation where he had caught um, a sexual assault charge, um, even though it was ultimately dropped and it was settled out of court in civil court. Um, I think that that was like one of the worst moments, you know, that, you know, Kobe had to deal with in his life, man. Um, in a, in a public, in a public forum, everybody saw it. Everybody had a comment. Everybody had an opinion. Um, and again, the charges were dropped. You know, you can make whatever you want to make out of that. Um, we talk about Kobe right now. He's, he's no longer with us, you know, but I think that when you do your reflections, you have to balance, have a balance, you know, and, you know, you try to, you know, keep it, you know, positive, but you want to keep it truthful. You want to keep it honest. You want to keep it organic. And I think that if you talked about, you know, what he did on the court, and like I said, I really didn't know him personally like that, but that was a situation that he had to deal with off the court and he dealt with it. And I think that, let me get into my bag for a second. I think that, you know, that's why he was blessed with four daughters, 
um, because, you know, the situation that he went through in, in, in Colorado kind of, you know, um, brought him back to life. And when I say brought him back to life, he was the man. And, you know, you dealing with a not-so-pleasant situation, it brings you back to real life, to reality. And understanding where you are and who you are. Not as a basketball player. Nobody looked at Kobe as a basketball player in, in that moment. They looked at him, you know, with, with a side eye, you know, with a, with a different, in a different way. And I think that, you know, um, like I said at the top, I'm a big believer in fate, man. And <clears throat> Kobe was blessed with four daughters. So now he know and learn what it took to, 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 treat, to treat women, young women, his wife, you know what I mean? That type of thing. And I think that's why he was so, you know, you know, close and wanted to be such that, you know, the, the father to his daughters because understanding that, you know, anything could happen, anything. And, I mean, we see, we're seeing right now that the worst that we can imagine happened, you know, and, um, you know, his daughter was with him when he passed. You know, his daughter Gigi respects. You know, she was, you know, try, you know, following her her father's footsteps. Basketball player, she was really in it. You know, she had his mannerisms. Um, she wanted to, she wanted to do that, not for him. I think for her. You know what I mean? And um, you know, the stories. You know, I'm not going to sit here and 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 you know, rehash the stories. You know, then you can go online or whatever and check them out. But I just think that, um, you know, some greatness got taken away from us. We'll never know how great Gigi could have been. We just see, um, you know, what she was doing in, in, in her life and, you know, school and her team and stuff like that. We only could see those highlights now. Um, and I think that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger thing. Um, there's something bigger in, in this whole situation. You know, Kobe had, you know, the, his Mamba Academy and things of that nature. So he's left his mark. But I think that um, everywhere you go, man, you know, I think the, 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 the air has been taken out of the ball a little bit, you know, uh, figuratively speaking. And we're all, you know, in, in, in a sadder place. Even though life has to go on, man, we still got to get up in the morning and, and make it do what it do. Um but understanding that, you know, you got, a, you, you got a chance to get blessed to see one of the best that ever did it, you know. And, um, you know, the, you know as, as, a, as an older guard, man, I can could, I could talk about seeing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, in his prime. You know, Milwaukee Buck, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Los Angeles Lakers, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, I could talk about the New York Nets, Dr. J. Talk about the Sixers, Dr. J. You know, um, Larry Bird, you know, and, and those guys, Isaiah Thomas, you know, um, and if you want to go a little on, on another, another level, you talk about George Gervin, David Thompson, you know, we, we got a chance to see all these guys in their prime and they go and they went at it, at each other. They went at each other, word up. And those memories and stuff like that sticks to me. You know, and then later on, we got to see Jordan. You know, we saw Magic, you know. 
Um, we saw Magic in, at, at a point in his life where everything was great, and then we saw Magic at a point where it was just, you know, the, the worst news imaginable. I remember where I was when, when, when uh, Magic made his announcement. I was on my ship. And, um, like, I, I didn't know what to think, you know? And um, it was just really, really, you know, a, a sad moment, man. But I think that um, fast forward to, to, to 2020, man, um, you know, this is a worldwide, you know, tragedy, man. Um, Kobe affected a lot of people and he, you know, helped a lot of people and, you know, how, you know, it's, it's really, really, you know, ironic, man. And I keep talking about, you know, ironic and, you know, believer in fate and stuff. Um, you know, he passed away on the night of the, or the day of the, um, Grammys. Um, the Grammys were being held at the Staples Center, the house that Kobe Bryant built. And, you know, I don't know what they was thinking about the Grammy people. They were like, you know, you know, we don't want a you know a big crowd here and like, no, knock that off. They come into Kobe's house to celebrate the life of uh, of of one of the greatest that ever did it. And I think that, you know, the Grammys really didn't really matter at that point. And um it's it's gonna go on, man, and I think it's it's gonna get um deeper because we still have the all-star game that we have to deal with next month. Um, you know, teams that we still have to, you know, the, the, the Lakers still have to play their game. They haven't played yet. They were supposed to play tonight, as a matter of fact, against the Los Angeles Clippers. How ironic is that? You know? And, um, again, you know, respect to all the NBA teams that are, you know, coming up with, you know, a way to honor Kobe with the eight second, you know, uh, a violation and the 24 second violation. I think that's dope. That whoever came up with that idea, man, salute to them, you know, and it's crazy after two Jersey numbers that Kobe wore in his career, number eight, number 24, you know, you have the eight second violation. If you don't bring the ball across court and you have a 24 second shot violation, that's, that's, that's crazy. And, um, I think that the, you know, as far as, you know, have, having him be the logo, I mean, the, you know, now that he's, he's passed, and, and it makes a little bit more sense now. You know, Jerry West really didn't want to be the logo. And I think that, you know, um, Adam Silver has kind of got some thinking to do. And I think if, if you know, if anyone was to be the, 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 the new logo for the NBA, it would be Kobe Bryant. Certainly justified certainly justified and um <clears throat> i'm seeing you know teams you know having their own salutes to kobe bryant you know wearing 24 and wearing eight jerseys but i think what's even better for me is that some t some players are kind of like you know um subliminally i want to say subliminal that's not the right word they're kind of like wanting to change their jersey numbers okay um, I think Spencer Dinwiddie, he changed his number to 26. Two plus six is eight. Um, and again, you know, it, it affects players in, in a different way, man. It just shows that the, the respect throughout the league that Kobe has and will continue to have. Um, I saw the, the court, the basketball court in the Philippines, 
which is a tribute to Kobe Bryant. And it just it just shows, man, that the 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 the, the reach that this man, you know, had, and and the respect that people gave him as a man, as a basketball player, as an icon, you know, as a father, because the the the, the mural on the court has him and Gigi, and you know, it's it's, it's just tough, man. It's tough. And when I was doing the shows um, yesterday and and um, Sunday night, I, I really didn't want to talk. I really didn't want to talk because, like I said, I wanted to hear from the the younger audience, you know, the younger guys. Like I, I do a show with a you know a bunch of younger people and stuff like that, and I just kind of wanted to to see where they were with it, how they were going to deal with you know an icon of you know somebody that they grew up with watching. And 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 it was an icon to them, and was a great player to them. How it affected them, what they had to say, and um, it got deep, man. It, it really did, and and I, I respect them for that. And um, it got emotional, and I respect them for that, you know. And um, again, man, that, that just shows again, man, how powerful of an impact this man had. Like, and we didn't have to know him personally, because like I said, he was in your house every night. You watched him. You know, you check and see, you know, now you could check and see on your phone. How many points did Kobe have? What did Kobe do? You know, shout out to Kia. Shout out to Slate. Shout out to Wood. Laker fans. You know, I, I, I spoke to Kia. Um, and she, she, she was, like, distraught. Real talk. And, you know, she told me about how, they had just got the tickets for Springfield. You know, they wanted to go to the um, the um, induction ceremony, and that's going to be really crazy. Now nah, it's going to that that's going to be really really sad, Joe. But you know, it's life. But we talked. I just wanted to check. I had to, I had spoke to Slate first. Um, congratulations to Slate. Um, him and his wife for uh, expecting a child. Um, shout out to him. And, um, yeah, I, I spoke to Mr. Slate. He was like, yo, check on Kia, man. Make sure Kia is good. Because you know how, how she is about her Lakers. You know, if you rock with the show, man, a couple years ago, she was on strike. You know, she was mad at the Lakers. You know what I mean? But I spoke to her, and she, you know, she was she was very upset. And I don't blame her. You know, and I just kind of, you know, told her, you know, talk to her a little bit and make sure that she was okay. And um, her thing was she just kept saying that she was looking so forward to going up to Springfield and, um, you know, being a part of that. But, um, you know, life, you know, life, you know, takes us through all types of, you know, peaks and valleys, man. And um, how people respond to this, you know, it, it shows the, the it shows who, who they are. And we saw some over the past couple of days, we saw people at their worst, and I don't even want to mention it, but we saw people at their worst. But again, like I said, um, you got to know how to clap back at them if that's in you. You know what I mean? And, you know, when I clap back, it's, it's not for me. It's like, how can you disrespect this, this, this man who did so much, you know? And um, I leave it at that. I say what I got to say, and I leave it at that. Um but I just think that um, Kobe Bryant is always going to be remembered, never be forgotten, period. 
And um, I'll say right now, man, I think that um, if if you know the NBA is 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 you know really thinking this through, why not make them the the the, the logo? You know, I signed the petition. You should too. This is after further review, man. 2.0, aka the sideline pass. 2.0, 2.0. We're gonna take a pause for the cause. Um, when we come back, man, we're gonna get into Super Bowl 54. Um, little NHL talk, little college basketball. You know how we give it up, man. This is after further review. 2.0, 2.0, aka the sideline pass. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time.
Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
When DC talks, he works like this. I love rap music, can I get a witness? He's doing new things so the children can live without the things of this world that only he can give. We need to talk it out, stop spinning around, so let's take it to the Lord if we're heaven bound. You see, time is sticking away, so we gotta come harder. It's got a funky beat, and I can bug out to it. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now We got a real jam going down Welcome to the Space Jam Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam Alright
Peace, peace, peace. This is after further review 2.0, 2.0, aka the sideline pass. Um, we've been, you know, talking and, and reminiscing and remembering uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, again, man, what do you what do you say? You know what I mean? And 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 I'll just leave it at at this, man. Um, you know, hug your people, man. You know what I mean? And and whatever you know, problems that you know you're going through with your people, man. Um, it's not it's it's not that big, and it, it ain't that serious. I don't care what it is; it, it ain't that serious. Um, because when you know when it's all, all said and done, you're gonna wish you had done that. You know, and you don't want to be the one, you know, uh, um, you know, being guilty and 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 upset with yourself because you didn't. You know, um, you know, smooth things out with your people, regardless of what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Real talk, man. Can we can get real for a second? I mean, everybody likes to joke around and have fun and laugh and joke and this and that. And then, you know, when it comes down to a, a situation where it's serious, um, you know, it, it, you you don't have to keep it to yourself, man. You know you can let somebody know what's going on with you. And then that way, you know, maybe you can um, get some kind of help or whatever. But um, again, man, I just want to say rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, Gigi, um, rest in peace, everybody who, you know, was in that unfortunate um, incident um, that happened on Sunday morning out in California, man. And um, we're going to leave it at that. All right. It's after further review 2.0, 2.0, AKA the sideline pass. All right. It's a game coming up on Sunday, man. Uh, we'd like to call it Super Bowl 54. Um, got the San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know that the Chiefs um, defeated Tennessee in the AFC Championship. The San Francisco 49ers ran through the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship, and here we are. Um, I think we got two the, the, the right teams in the game. Um, two of the best teams. Um quarterbacks, you know, offenses, uh, defenses. Um, and this is the show where I have to make my pick. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to take this down to the last possible second, all right, because still, I'm still not clear on what I want. But by the end of this show, um, I will have my Super Bowl 54 pick. Um, 49ers, okay, um, you know, I feel like, you know, we, you know, as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, we've kind of like watched him, you know, um, be developed by one of our former players and John Lynch, who's a general manager. Um, and, you know, while people were kind of, you know, making light of what he was doing, he was just putting his team together. They acquired Jimmy Garoppolo from the New England Patriots. They got a kid named Debo Samuel to play wide receiver. They got Emmanuel, um, Samuel, Emmanuel, um, from the um, Denver Broncos, um, they have a, a running back that was cut from practice squads, and Raheem Mostert. Um, they have Richard Sherman, who was the you know defensive stalwart with the Seattle Seahawks. They went and drafted Joey Bosa, number one pick in the draft for them. Um, they put together something special, man. They know what they got, you know, and. Um, they can beat you, you know, any number of ways. You know, they don't have to really rely on Jimmy Garoppolo's arm to to to, to beat you. Um, defensively, they're, you know, 
you know, one of the top, you know, defenses in the NFL, if not the top defense in the NFL. But I think that when you go against a, uh, going against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, they're bringing offensive firepower. We all know about Patrick Mahomes. We all know about Tyreek Hill. You know, we know about those dudes. We know about Travis Kelsey. And then on the other side, you know, Niners have George Kittle. So, you know, they kind of, you know, match up well against each other. But if you want to break down the 49ers offense against the Chiefs defense, I think that the 49ers offense can do more damage against the Chiefs defense and vice versa. Because, again, the Niners are going to run the ball at Kansas City. I think the Niners are going to come with a couple of trick plays. Kyle Shanahan, um, their head coach, I think that he's got something up his sleeve. He's had two weeks to prepare. I think that um, they're going to throw some throw some, throw some some curves at the Kansas City Chiefs um, defense. I think the Kansas City Chiefs defense should be wary of trying to overplay. And what I mean by that is just being too hyped to, to get at Garoppolo. Um, be sure that, you know, you could hold, you know, Frank Clark and those guys, D Ford, who's playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's got the revenge thing going on. Um, he's going to have to focus, you know, and I think that, um, what the Niners are going to do, they're going to play smart. They're going to play conservative. I always talk about keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field, long drives, um, but those long drives are going to have to end in touchdowns. They can't end in field goals. Okay? Um, when the Niners have the ball, they're going to run the ball. Like I said, they're going to have, you know, a couple of trick plays to keep the, 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 the Chiefs defense honest. I think they're going to attack um, Kansas City. Because, again, Kansas City is just really getting into the the mode of playing good defense. All right? Because we've known Kansas City, the Chiefs, to give up. You know, we talked about that. The Chiefs will score 30, they'll give up 35. You know what I mean? They're going to have to score a lot of points because the Chiefs' defense is not all that good. Excuse me. But their defense has gotten better. With Tyrone Matthew in that secondary, okay, it's, it's, it's gotten, you know, better. So the Niners are going to have to work for what they get. But I think that San Francisco um, is going to be able to do some things against the Kansas City Chiefs because I think the Chiefs are going to be ready to overplay. They're going to want to get at the quarterback, but I think the main thing they should focus on is stopping Raheem Mostert. But again, they got to worry about those guys on the outside, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel. They got to worry about those guys. And I think that um, when the Chiefs have the ball, Patrick Mahomes is, is, is going to you know try to air it out the Chiefs, uh, the Niners defense is going to have to keep Mahomes in the pocket. You know, you got Bosa coming from one side. You got D Ford coming from the other side. Um, you know, I think if Quan Alexander, if he's going to be able to play, I think that, you know, him as a linebacker, and then you got Sherman and those guys in the secondary, they're going to really make Mahomes work for what he gets. Um, I think they're going to have to run the ball a little bit more than usual. Um I think they might try to, you know, come with some trickery too. You know, shout out to Andy Reid. You know, um, they're going to have to use, utilize everything that they've got. I think Travis Kelsey is going to be big in this game for, for Kansas City. He's going to have to be, you know. 
Um, and I think that what San Francisco is going to have to be wary of as well is overplaying. You know, they're going to want to get at, Pat, at Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is going to have to, you know, get rid of the ball a little bit quicker than he's, us- than he's usually used to. Um, is it going to be a high-scoring game? I don't know. I think, you know, I think 21 will win this game. 21 will win it. Um, we might see a defensive touchdown. Might see a big turnover late. Um, I, I just think that, you know, um, the, 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 last, the team that has the ball last is going to win this game. You know, and I, we need a good Super Bowl after what we witnessed last year with the Rams and the Patriots. And you can take that for what it's worth. We knew what we were expecting going into that game. We didn't get nothing like that. We didn't get nothing at all. 13 to 3. Okay? Um, and the Rams, who were supposed to have this high scoring offense, had three. So hopefully we get, you know, a better game. Um, and I, I just want, you know, to, the best team to win, man. And, and, and you have the two, you know, two of the best teams in the league. Um, and again, I, I just want the best team to win. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say right now, Niners 24, Chiefs 21. That's my pick. Bob, what, what, what it look like, man? What you think? What you think? Super Bowl 54, what's your pick? Bob is not on the air right now, but it's all good. Um, San Francisco 24, Chiefs 21. Um, both teams have excellent kickers, so that's going to that, that's going to factor into the game and what we see um, going going um, forward on Sunday. So again, man, I think that um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great game. Definitely better than than last year's game. Um, you know who's going to be that that unsung hero? We usually get an unsung hero in the Super Bowl. And um, the whole world is going to be watching, man. And, and I just want to see a good game. And I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to win. And I think that um, they're going to do just, just enough. They're going to do enough to, to, to beat um, Kansas City. And no disrespect to Andy Reid, no disrespect to Patrick Mahomes, because those guys, you know, they're going to have plenty you know, more chances to get to the Super Bowl. They should have been in the Super Bowl last year. Let's keep it real. They should have been in the Super Bowl last year. And somebody um, asked Andy Reid about last year, and he said they were four inches away from winning the super, from going to the Super Bowl last year. And he's right, four inches. That's how much D four was offsides. And they called the neutral zone infraction, which is basically offsides. And in, in that particular play, the um, Chiefs had intercepted Tom Brady, but they had to call it back because of the offside penalty. And Kansas City did what they had to do. They turned, they traded D Ford. They traded him to the 49ers. And now, look, D Ford is back in the Super Bowl with the 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's going to be a storyline to look, you know, to look for and um, to, to pay attention to in this game. All right. Um, my pick is Niners 24, Chiefs 21. Wow, so you're taking a close one there. <laughs> yep. I'll say this. Um, 
you know, I definitely went with the uh, 49ers as well, too. I didn't pick a score yet. I'm probably going to do a show on Thursday where that goes. But, uh, you know, I mean, you could just just to weigh things out, you know, it's going to be it's going to be something, you know. And this is probably the one time you're going to probably see a Niners team be a little more conservative about what they do, too, just so the Chiefs can't catch up because Andy Reid is very, very smart, you know, and will figure things out. You know, if they get too aggressive and just use a few things, he's going to, you know, you're going to see a very conservative 49ers team. When they take the lead, they're going to make, they're going to do everything they, everything in their bag of tricks to keep it. And that's going to be the big thing. No doubt. And and yeah, we talked about, you know, keeping, you know, um, you know, if San Francisco gets a lead, keep Mahomes off the field. I think that's going to be crucial if the, um, if the Chiefs get a lead, um, convert their downs, you know, no dumb penalties, you know, um, keep everything, you know, um, close to the vest, you know. And they, but again, like I said, I think I'm going to see, you know, we're going to see a couple of trick plays to kind of like keep try to keep the defenses honest. Um, I think we might see a couple of turnovers, and um, again, you know, I think we're going to see a couple of sacks. Because again, those 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 defensive lines, uh, both of them are tough. You know, I think Joey Bosa is gonna is is gonna get at Mahomes. I think definitely Mahomes will not be you know um, you know pulling the football down and running with it like he did against Tennessee. Um, and and again, man, like I said, at the end of the day, I think it's just gonna come down to whoever has the ball last. And 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 you know, both teams have great kickers. So um, I'm I'm expecting to see um, a, a, a good game, a great game, you know, between the Niners and and the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Um, we're done talking about that. The NHL, I, I got I got my NHL people. I got you. I got you. Um, final scores: we got Ottawa over Buffalo five to two, and um, 35 seconds left in the first period. We got the St. Louis Blues leading the Calgary Flames. Three to two. Um, the All Star Game was over the weekend. NHL All Star Game. The Pacific won the uh, one million dollars. You know that they have a different format for the uh, NHL All Star Game. We'll get into that. Um, kind of want to talk about each team's top star. Okay, we have a few minutes left. Um, oh, by the way, that's the name of my um, another podcast that I have. It's called A Few Minutes Left. You know. But um, again, I think that um, as far as hockey is concerned, man, I, I I like hockey. I watch hockey. I talk about hockey, and um, rock with me. Um, the New York Islanders, Barry Trotz, I think is their most important. You know, um, you know, he's not a player; he's a coach. But I think he's very important. And once again, we're looking at the Islanders roster, and we're wondering how they've been, you know, this competitive so far. Um, I think that, you know, the defense that the Islanders have played, which is Barry Trotz's system, is getting the most out of what he's been given. Um, again, they've been, you know, falling back a little bit lately, and they're not really getting enough scoring out of an offense that relies on, you know, just a few players to do all the work. So, again, I think the Islanders, you know, you know relying, you know, on Barry Trotz, we talked about it. When he came from the Capitals, you know, he's going to bring that winning atmosphere and it's definitely, you know, it's happened for the Islanders. But recently, they've kind of fallen back a little bit. They haven't been as good as, you know, 
We kind of expect them to be now. We expect the Islanders to be good. Um, Colorado Avalanche. Um, Nathan McKinnon. Um, Kale McCarr has had a, a, a dope rookie season so far. But McKinnon's been wild. He's got 72 points in 39 games. Even though Colorado's lost Miko Ratnan and Gabriel Landeskog to injury, he's the second best player on earth. Nathan McKinnon's been doing his thing for Colorado. All right, Dallas Stars. Um, the best thing to say about them is their goaltending. Shout out to Ben Bishop, Anton Kobodin. Stars defense has been solid. But you wonder how much trouble this team would be in if they didn't have top-notch goaltending. You know, um, the play at, at goalie for Dallas has allowed them to live despite having one of the league's least productive offenses. they got to step their scoring up because they can't get that strong goaltender forever. Right? Um, the Vancouver Canucks. The best thing about them is their youth. They've done a very good job in establishing some young players over the past few years, Elias Peterson, Brock Boser, Bo Hallback. Um, and they found enough success in a roller coaster first half. They're up, they're down, but they have to feel pretty good about where they're headed. Okay? Um, that kid, Quinn Hughes, he's been that dude that they needed on the blue line, and he could win rookie of the year. All right? As far as Calgary, I mean, excuse me, Vancouver Canucks are concerned. Um, Florida Panthers. The best thing going for the Florida Panthers is Noel Lettieri. I all due respect to Jonathan Huberdeau, who's been unbelievable, unbelievable this year, and Alexander Barkov, um, who's also been great. It's hard not to look at Noel Aceri and think what the hell is going on. Um, his resume might not be as complete as Huberdeau's and Barkov's, but he's given the Panthers, he scored 18 goals in 45 games um, while really being on the ice a lot, you know, during the penalty kill. And, um, you know, his, he, he's not the highest paid player in the world. He's not the lowest, but he's on the low. He's the low man on the totem pole when it talks about, you know, money. You know, $1.67 million on the uh, on the salary cap for Florida. Um, the Boston Ruins. David Pasternak. Um, you know, the Bruins, you know, top line, they carried a ton of weight this year. Pasternak has been incredible. He's got 37 goals, which leaves the NHL. And puts him just one shot of his previous career high at 38. So he's really the easy choice as far as the Bruins are concerned. Um, the best thing going for the Washington Capitals are their veterans. Um, the easiest guy to single out will be John Carlson, who's having a really big year um, productively on the blue line. But I think every piece of you know the Washington Capitals core is having a strong year. Go to Ovechkin, Kutsinov. Uh, uh, Nicholas Backstrom, T.J. Oshie, Tom Wilson, they've all been doing what's after them. And it's led to a consistent first half um, from the Capitals team that seems to have the talent and um, chemistry to make another deep run this year in the, in the playoffs. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. All right? St. Louis Blues, the best thing going for them is David Perron. Um, Spikes are going to be in big trouble when they had suffered the loss of Vladimir Tarasenko. For several months. You do have a call. Oh, no. Okay. Come on. What's happening? Welcome to After Further Review 2.0, 2.0. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Man, what's going on tonight? This boy, Hollywood. 
Man, just talk to me, man. We got ten minutes left. You had two hours to get at me. What's good? Yeah, talk I know, man. You know, I, you know, I told you I've been feeling under the weather a little bit. I just got up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no doubt, no doubt. This is my man Wood on the line. Thanks for checking in. What's on your mind, man? Talk, man. Talk about it. Only one thing on my mind, Kobe, man, and everybody else. Yeah, man. I, I know you. I know you yeah. talked about that. <clears throat> Very yeah, unfortunate. I, I mentioned you early in the show. I, as a Laker fan, go ahead, man. Speak. Come on. I mentioned you early in the show. Go ahead, man. Talk oh, I appreciate it. that, man. Yeah, as a Laker fan, you know, very um, tragic, tragic, tragic event. I mean, no one can ever see anything like this coming, but for it to happen to a big time superstar, superstar like Kobe Bryant, that's where it really hits, like mm -hmm. America, the world, like his death right. being felt all over. You know, right. like I, I, I didn't know. You know, it's sad that you you start finding out things about a person when they pass. Kobe did a lot of great things out here in, the, in, in mm -hmm. this world for a lot of mm -hmm. people. And I didn't even know anything, to tell you the truth, I didn't even know anything about that whole coaching his daughter and basketball thing. I didn't know that. I'm be honest, I really right. did not know that. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you hear about that and he's like, damn. You know, it's like mm -hmm. they, always mm -hmm. take, they always take the good people away. They always take the good right. people away, man. Absolutely, absolutely, you know, my guy. You know, what, what's what's your what's your take on all of that, man? You know, I'm brief with it. I mean, it's not too much I can. Well, see. we 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 talked about it, man, for the first hour and fifteen minutes of the show, man. I I kind of went through some of his, you know, moments. You know what I mean? From you know, um, the, the trade from the Charlotte Hornets to you know, um, getting with the Lakers and getting with Shaq, and um, when he was a rookie shooting those air balls against Utah and. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the game against where, you know, they, they were seventh seed in game four and took the game to overtime and, you know, the 81-point game and things of that nature. So we kind of ran, you know, through, you know, the moments of his career, man. But I, I just wanted to kind of, like, focus on, you know, um, we even talked about the Colorado situation. So, you know, you got to talk about the good and the bad, you know what I mean? So you want to, you know, cover it all. But um, I just think that, you know, um, you know, Kobe was, you know, uh, a person that got snatched away from us way too soon, my dude. Way too yeah. soon. You know, he was, you know, he was just to get ready to enjoy his, you know, actor career. You know what I mean? You know, and he mm -hmm. was being, you know, father to his children, a husband to his wife. Um, you know, and, and he was trying to be the best Kobe Bryant as a person he could be. Because we saw him do his numbers oh. on the basketball court. And, you know, we talked about how he, he, he was resilient. He didn't take, you know, no, even when he he, he he tore his Achilles, you know, he stood on the free throw line and he knocked down two free throws with a torn Achilles. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know too many people who run, you know, they, they, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. break a nail. They'll break a fingernail. They'll be ready to come out the game. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. we talked about that. So, again, man, uh, what was one of, you know, a couple, you know, significant moments in Kobe's career that, you know, that stick with you, man? Talk about it a little bit, man. We got you. Well, you know, I, I I was telling G G Money earlier and uh, Travis. Shout out to them, of course. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I didn't like Kobe when he first came to the league, and I really didn't, <laughs> even as a Laker fan. And I right, mean, right. It's, it's the obvious it's the, it's the obvious reason why I didn't like him. I thought he was trying to be too much like Michael Jordan. I mean, from the whole mm -hmm. the way he chewed his gum to the shoulder shrug on the court to the interviews mm -hmm. with the voice with the loot earring. I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like that. I, I didn't like that at all. And I'm like, okay, I can understand trying to emulate the man, you know, his game and maybe some of his uh, persona off the court, whatever. Mm -hmm. but you have to be your own person first before you can even think about 
trying to even be someone else. I mean, I was telling everyone, right. period. And then I didn't like right. I didn't like the whole thing, how he ran Shaq out of town. I mean, I was just like, Jesus Christ, like, who is this dude? But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what's funny, what actually start making me like Kobe is that whole situation in Colorado. I thought, mm. you know, I thought that was a make or break moment in his career. I really did. I thought it was a make or break moment. Here you are involved with a big time scandal, a big allegation against you. And I wanted to see how he conducted himself. And when he did that, when he did that, that, that press conference and he had his wife next to him, I could really sense genuinely that that man was very sincere with his apology. And I said to myself, he won't do that again to his wife. And you never heard anything else about it after. What made me right. start really loving Kobe. What was it, $8 million he paid for that, for that ring? Oh, yeah, it helped out a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, that right, definitely right, helped right. out a lot. You know, hey, right. I love you, Kobe. Don't do this again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, hey, I love you too, Vanessa. Don't worry about it. I don't know. Here's a, here's a, here's a ring, $8 million. Uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that usually, that'll help out a lot. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 I, and I liked how he, when Shaq left and he won the ring, I, I, I just liked the leadership with him. I said that I watched Kobe become, I really watched Kobe become, go from a boy to a man, you know, in, 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 in life, in the NBA. I watched that. And I'm impressed with that because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people couldn't take on all of that. You have to be a special person to do what he did. You have to be. You have to be. Mm. You, 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 you ran a legend out of town. So it's like, all right, boy, what are you going to do now? You ran him out. You want your own team. You want to be the man. You want to be this, that, and the other. What are you going to do? And he stepped up to the plate. The 81-point performance was, 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 a, was a memorable moment for me. I mean, I, I can't pinpoint, I can't really pinpoint a certain thing he did because I thought he was amazing. I really did. I thought he was just amazing, like an amazing person. And he grew on to me over the years. And I wasn't one of them people like, oh, well, you know, you're a Laker fan. And you're supposed to love everybody in your team. I, not, not me. Not me. I don't care who you are. I don't like you. Uh, you know, I don't like you. That's it. I mean, grow on to me. And Kobe did that. That 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 was the biggest accomplishment for me. That was the greatest moment for me watching him mature. That's it. Mm. That's it. Forget about the eighty one. Forget, forget about game winning shots. Forget about mm -hmm. this. Forget about that. I watched you mature, and that for me, as a man to another man, is a big thing for me. You know what I'm saying, man? Mm -hmm. I, that's a big thing for me Respect to see your that. maturity, your growth. You know, mm -hmm. and that, that's it, man. You know, I just posted something just now. Where you know they said Vanessa she came finish the sentence. I mean, I, I I don't know. I I don't know if I was like friends with her. I wouldn't even know what to say to her. You know, right. it's one thing to bury your husband, but you bury your husband and your daughter. Right. Like I wouldn't right. wish that on anyone in this world. Yeah, man. I really wouldn't. Yeah. That hit me harder than a ton of bricks. Like I really broke down yesterday when I was talking to my mom about him, and I really broke mm -hmm. down finally. And I said, mm -hmm. you know. The, the 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 last seconds and and then there was a report that the body when they found the body he was still holding his daughter like oh my god right I mean, right, that, right. Oh, that, wow that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's surreal man that's 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 real life right there we don't make mm -hmm. things like that up you know but um 
you know, God has a reason for everything that he does. I'm not going to get into religion on your show, but God has a reason for everything he does. And we can't question it. We could just look back at a person's lives and, and reflect on it in a positive way. We mm-hmm. can, and not question why things like that happen. You know, right. I don't know what, you don't know what the future could have held. You know, he could have got involved with something else that would have been tarnished his name. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And that's something that the creator and him, you know, during the judgment day, they, they, they have to come up with, you know, of, you know, why I'm here, whatever the case might be. Again, I'm not going to get into religion. I'm just keeping it real, man. This, this, this tragedy, and you know, my condolences to the other people that were affected by family members that were on that doomed helicopter. It just confirmed to me that I'll never ride a helicopter. I, I was, I was riding one. I mean, this was just a complete icing on the cake. I don't think you could pay me enough to ride on one. You know, right. I might consider one, but we're not gonna get off the ground. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man. I sit on the, I, I sit and roll up one. We smoke one on the, on, on this helicopter, but we're, but we're not leaving the ground. That's a, that's right. not happening. You know, I no mean, you, um, you're in a car. You could, yeah. if you're in a car. You could jump out of a car. You're not jumping out of a helicopter. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah man. So um, we got we got a we got a couple minutes left, man. I just wanted to kind of like say uh, appreciate you for checking in. First of all, man. Right, we gotta send you a long, send you an alert or a notification or something, man. Because I really wanted to get into this with you, man. Some other things. Um, did you come over to pick for yeah. the Super Bowl yet? God, <laughs> no. I, 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 I mean, I, I, yo, Mr. Bob James had to twist my arm, and I had to come <laughs> up with one. Um, I, I got the I got the Forty Niners, man. Um, I'm the leaning them too, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hello? Looks like we lost the mayor there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try oh, and get him man. back in here so we could uh, definitely uh, do finish his show. And you had to twist his arm for a pick over there. Yeah, well, I wasn't trying to twist it. I know I was... I didn't lose the show, no, we didn't lose the show yet. You're still on. All right. Right. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're back in the building, man. Um, I, I don't know if, if, if OG Wood is with us, man. I appreciate the homie yep. for checking in. He, he he does what he does, man. You here? I'm here. Oh, okay, cool, 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 homie. Um, you know, we, we, we go on a little overtime tonight, just a couple of minutes, man. I want to get this three-minute rant in. And um, get my little shout-outs in, man. And I appreciate OG Wood for checking in. I, I appreciate you, homie. Um, well, I, three minute I, I, rant. Hold on before you go to your threat. Before you go to three-minute rant, I, I'm leaning towards the 49ers as well. I, I, I don't know. You know, I thought they were going to be out of here already by now. I didn't see them going this far. You know, I just thought, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I thought, I thought that season was a fluke. I really did. I thought right. they were just playing like that, right. like that on that time. But, you know, right. watching them – Watching them the last two games, I'm like, damn, they're not that bad. They're really good, the 49ers. They, they really are good, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. My thing, my thing, this is interesting what I'm about to say. My thing mm-hmm. beating the, the Kansas City Chiefs is don't go out to a big lead against them. I'm serious. Like, right, something that. wakes them up. When they, something wakes them up. Something wake, when they're down a lot, something wakes them up. I mean, wake them up early. Like, you know, I. So I think I, I think it's gonna be a very look good game. Look who they were playing though. Look who they were playing though. Uh, Wood. 
They was playing Houston yeah. at home. They was playing Tennessee at home. And a lot of that stuff was fluky stuff. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I, go ahead. I mean to interrupt your thought. Go ahead. Yeah, my dad. My dad says it's not going to be a game. Kansas City going to smoke him out of it. I told him. He, I told him. I said you, you're definitely smoking because I, I don't. I don't think they're if they're going to beat him. It's not going to be. A, it's not going to be a beating. I mean, I can be wrong. I mean, you know, who am I? But um, I, I, I just think that the Forty Nine is going to find a way to beat them. So I guess now I am going to lean towards your pick and pick the Forty ers to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as, that, like I said, I, I said it earlier, I said I trust the Niners, um, you know, defensively more than I trust the Chiefs. Because I think that, you know, with the Bosa's and the D4s of the world, and then, you know, you got the linebackers, you know, the Quan Alexanders, those guys, and you got the secondary, Richard Sherman and those guys. I kind of trust them more than, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs because even though the Chiefs have been playing, you know, have been playing, um, you know, have been playing better football as of late, you know, again, um, you know, anything could happen, man. And I kind of trust the, 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 the 49ers more. The Niners, you know, with that, with that running game with Raheem Mostert, um, again, Garoppolo doesn't even have to throw the ball a lot. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. of course, you know, he's going to get Debo involved. He's going to get Emmanuel Sanders. He's got to get George Kittle involved. Got to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, with, with, with Kansas City, wanting to get at Garoppolo. I think, you know, wanting them, them wanting to focus on stopping the running game. I think that they're going to overplay a lot where you can slide in a reverse. You know what I mean? You could slide in a trick yep. play to catch them, you know, catch them sleeping or whatever. But I think that it, it, it's, it could be the same way on the other side too, Wood, where you got the 49ers wanting to get at Patrick Mahomes so bad. You know, Joey Bosa is going to have his foot, his hand in the dirt, ready to go, ready to get him. Yes, Ford is going to be ready to get him. You know what I mean? So a play action is going to kill him. And again, you know, uh, um, 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 Mahomes is going to have to definitely utilize Travis Kelsey. You know what I mean? Definitely. The tight ends are going to be big in this game. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, whatever defense can hold form and, and can stop the other offense and, and make a big play, maybe get a turnover in a late spot, um, I think that's going to be a deciding factor in the game. I think yep. that um, – I said earlier, I think that um, the game is going to come down to the last possession. Um, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, both, both, yeah, both teams have good, great kickers. So, again, man, it's going to come down to the last possession. But, um, you know, third down is going to be big. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're going overtime tonight. Your, That's the first thing. Go ahead. What is, your, what is your real, real thoughts on Patrick Mahomes? <sighs> I think that Mahomes has the – um, the 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 weapons around him to make him better. You know, I think that, you know, with all this, the things that he does, the no-look passes and this and that and the third, he wouldn't be able to do that if he didn't have a, a, a Travis Kelsey or if he didn't have a Tyreek mm. You know what I mean? If he didn't have those guys, I think that, you know, we might be talking about Patrick Mahomes in a different light. Because remember, at Texas Tech, he wasn't mm. really tearing the world. You know what I mean? Mm, he wasn't really yeah. taking the world up like that. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I think so that... But I, he's I, overrated? I, I, no, I don't think he's overrated at all. I don't think he's overrated at all. I just think that Patrick Mahomes is... is, is um, he's got it honest. You know what I mean? He comes from that, that athletic background where his pops, Pat, you know, uh, uh, Pat Mahomes, remember he used to pitch for the Yankees. You know what I mean? So mm. he's, he's got it honest. 
So I just think that um, he's got the, you know, pieces around him. I just wish that, you know, if LaShawn McCoy was playing or they had, the, you know, the, a little bit more semblance of a running game, it would really be interesting, you know. But I don't think Mahomes is going to be able to get off like he did against Tennessee. Remember he was making those runs against Tennessee? I don't yeah, think sir. He's going to get Niners. We're going to have to see Patrick Mahomes really play quarterback on Sunday. We're going to have to really well, see him play quarterback. Go ahead. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the same thing you're saying. This is gonna be, this is gonna be the, the the make a break for him. Well, not make a break, of course, but we're gonna see right now what kind of quarterback you really are. So it's gonna come. Yeah, to yeah absolutely, Woody. Absolutely, my guy. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. We're gonna see where you know where you are, man. Because again, you know, you talked about earlier where you know they fell behind. They fell <laughs> behind in the, in the divisional playoff. They fell behind big against Houston. But you know what? Yeah. I never worried about. It. I, I said, you know what? The Chiefs are going to come back. I didn't say that. The Chiefs are going to come back. I did not say that. Now, I, I, I didn't did worry about it. That. I said, you know, this, because look at this stuff. The, the block punt, the fumble on the return. Okay, all right, whatever. It happens. But I didn't worry about it because I said, you know what? It's too early in the game, and this team is going to score. And they score, what, 51 points? Yeah. They, 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 put, the, they put the beats on, on Houston. You know what I'm saying? And then they play the AFC Championship. They fell behind against Tennessee. And, but you know what the thing about that game was? They didn't let Derrick Henry get off. I think Derrick Henry had like 69 yards. They didn't let him get yeah, off. So, that's, that's so the you know, the they game. kept – Right, right. They kept him kind of in check a little bit. But then they started going off too. With Mahomes was making all these runs and doing what he – what he had to do. So again, man, I, I I don't know, man. It's whoever comes up with the big play, whichever offense can kind of like dictate the game. But it's also going to be a game of keep away too. Uh, Wood, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are going to try to keep Garoppolo off the field. Garoppolo is going to try to keep Mahomes and them off the field. But I think it's more important for San Francisco to keep Kansas City off the field because San Francisco, yeah. if they get like a ten play, seventy five yard drive, you know. Kansas City could come back in one or two plays. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. There you go. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so, so sure. however that happens, however, however that happens is how it's going to go. Whoever can stop the other team from, from you, you know, from, from, you know, um, using their strengths, and, and that, that's what's going to happen, man. So I, I got in it. I got the 49ers in the low. Uh, tw- uh, it's twenty four points to win the game. I got a twenty four twenty one Niners. Mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I think so it's gonna be. A, I, 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 for some reason, think it's gonna be a little higher scorer than that. Think so? Now, I think it's gonna be a high scorer. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, but I agree with you on the closeness of the game, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe looking at maybe looking at something like 35, 30, 32, 30, something like that. I mean, okay, I'm thirty-one, okay. something like that. Okay, I can okay. see that. I can okay. see that. I, I definitely okay. can see that. I think mm-hmm. that. Um, I think if the game starts getting into a run and gun game, mm-hmm. it's gonna, of course, I think it's going to um, be an advantage for for the Chiefs. No doubt about okay. that. If it becomes more of a defensive game, I think it's going to be on the side of the Forty Niners. Okay, you know, but the defensive, the, but but the defensive game. Let me let me. The defensive game doesn't necessarily mean complete stops. I mean, it's like, okay, you're going to stop them when you need to. You'll, you'll do enough to keep a lead type of defense. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you'll, mm-hmm. go up, you'll go up 14 to 7. They'll come back and score a field goal of 10. 
then you might hit a field goal. Then they might score a touchdown. Then you come back, and you know, that kind of defensive game. Like, when you need that stop at that right time, that's the kind of defensive game that I think it'll be more. Because I, I think that what's name is going to come out firing with him as well. I mean, I think I, – I, I do. I don't know. This is going to be a weird Super Bowl. It's going to be a very weird Super Bowl. It's like the tale of two teams, two different kind of quarterbacks, two different kind of defense defenses. And it might even come down to the coaching at the end of the day. Because Andy Reid's looking mm. really good as a coach right now, you know. And, right, um, Kyle I don't know. Yeah, Kyle I mean, it's be a good game. Right, Kyle Shanahan with two weeks to prepare. Um, it's going to be crazy, yo. We get ready to get out of here, man. I'm gonna do the three minute rant. Wood, I appreciate you, my guy. Um, oh, much love, love Much love. Um, listen, man. Um, I'm gonna set the three minute rant off right now. Um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man. I- I've said everything I'm gonna say about that, man. Um. I'm hearing that um, his um, memorial is going to be on Friday. Um, they, they're going to make things happen. Um, they, need to, they need to do it at the Coliseum because I don't think the Staples Center is big enough. But after that, man, a little talk about baseball. Um, looking like Mookie Betts is, is about to be traded from the uh, Boston Red Sox, man. It's looking like the um, – the San Diego Padres or the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll talk about more about that later on in the week. Um, Dusty Baker is the new manager of the Houston Astros. That you know, that to me is okay. They're gonna take the you know they're gonna take it back to the prehistoric days because Dusty Baker is not an analytic dude. He's not a dude who's gonna go for you know all this computer stuff. And um, the Astros are basically gonna start back from the beginning. We'll see what Dusty can do because Dusty's a winner. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, if, De- if, De- if Dusty Baker becomes the manager of the Houston Astros, the only managerial opening will be in Boston, and um, they got to hurry up, man, because you don't want to go to spring training with no manager. That's not a good look, you know. But um, that that's just what it is, man. We just you know baseball's getting ready to start in a few weeks, and um, again, I just wanted to say, man, um, again. Um, we lost a good one, man. We lost a great one. We lost an all-timer. Um, he was getting ready to go into the Hall of Fame. He's going into the Hall of Fame. First ballot, no doubt, no question. Um, I think, you know, like I said earlier in the show, Adam Silver's got a decision to make in regards to changing the logo. I'm in favor of it. I signed the petition. I'm in favor of it, man. You know, um, And I just think that um, you know, we, we still got to you know, get this out of our system. And it's, it's going to be hard. Because, again, we got the All-Star game coming up. You know, um, what are the NBA playoffs going to be now without, you know, that, that presence of Kobe Bryant? And even talking about Kobe Bryant in the past tense, man, is, is wow. It's bugging me out. Mm. You know, mm. it really is. It's bugging me out. It's, you know, you don't expect that. You know, um, I haven't felt this way. I mean, we've lost some, you know, you know, sports figures. We've lost a lot of sports figures this year. You know, 2020, man, uh, we lost a lot of sports figures already. And Kobe is, is, is the biggest one, man. And I think that um, I haven't really felt, um, you know, like that since, you know, take it back to Thurman Munson. I said it early in the show when Thurman Munson, you know, got killed. Um, I remember when, you know, here's another one I'm going to mention before we get out of here. Um, I remember when Lyman Bostock got killed. That was crazy. That was that. And and that was on some silliness, man. The guy thought that he was talking to his wife or whatever and just shot him. Like, that was crazy. Mm. Lyman Bostock. I don't know if people remember Lyman Bostock, but he was a great player. Um, and, again, you know, we've had, you know, Daryl Kyle and 
um, Jose Fernandez and Roy Halladay and uh, Nick Aiden, you know, we're talking as far as baseball is concerned. But, yeah, man, um, it always hurts to lose um, anybody. You know what I mean? And, again, you know, get with your people, man. Get right with your people. You know what I'm saying? And, again, man, um, for all your youngsters out there, I'm talking, I'm talking to the little kids out there, the babies. Um, be the best at what you do. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. If you want to be a doctor, get your stethoscope. Get your read on. If you want to be a cook, get your read on. All right? Learn your math. Okay? Um, if you want to be a baseball player, get out there and play. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. If you want to be a basketball player, um, get in the gym. Because, you know, like Kobe said, wasn't nobody shooting in the gym with me, throwing up them shots. Mm-hmm. And nobody threw up more than Kobe. All right, that's the three-minute oh, rant. I appreciate you. Shout out to um, Action VR Network, man, speaker.com, uh, Bob James for holding me down, Sonny Cruz, uh, Chuck Skull, Mike Summers, the whole unit. Uh, Mike, we're going to get together, man, and talk about the XFL. Um, and, and that's it, man. We, we're going to make it do what it do. Um, Wood, once again, man, I appreciate you, man, for holding, you know, holding it down and checking in. And um, we out of here, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We out. Peace.